30, 30, and dying. Your favorite millennial podcast where millennials talk about all the things that are good and bad and awful and terrible. Just like our lives. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we're going to sleep today. Today we're talking about sleep paralysis. So we're gonna dive into some of the bad and terrible from that lovely intro. Mm. Uh, it's a phenomenon we've both experienced. It's a phenomenon that I think, from what I've researched, it's not all that uncommon. It just comes in a lot of different forms. So we're going to get a little dark and spooky and paralyzed today. I love spooky. Me too. Spooky and angst. You know. We're all about it. Yeah. Before we get into all that, I wanted to just say, Courtney, how are you doing? I feel like we haven't checked in <laughs> in a long time. I'm fine. That's good. I'm still here. Me too. I'm alive. Against all the odds. Barely. Same. I just feel like we haven't just like talked much, even though we record these and stuff, mm-hmm. because we've been like so busy. So yeah. when we record, we just do like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I want to see how my, my best bud is doing. I'm doing. You're doing? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm in a, a midlife crisis. Great. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I never have. I wanted to be a vampire. And then I found out I couldn't. <laughs> and I was genuinely pretty pissed off. This was years before Twilight. I'm talking I was like six or seven. And I thought that I genuinely could grow up and be a vampire like Dracula. Yeah, well, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, so. Oh. <laughs> they told me that cats don't count. Cats should count. They should. I ask Mike all the time, like, hey, can I just be a stay-at-home cat mom? We can dream. Or you guys can keep rating and reviewing the podcast and maybe we can realize our dreams of being stay-at-home cat moms and still yeah. and podcasters. Yeah. If you want to keep hearing this and don't want our busy work lives to get in the way, give us good ratings so we can actually get paid to do this. Yeah. Hey, That'd be cool. It's a dream and we have it in between all the nightmares. Hmm. So today we're talking about sleep paralysis now that we've checked in. But first, you know what we got to do. Back in time. All right. And this time, we're going back to 2009. Would you like to know what happened in 2009 for me? Yeah, kick us off. My mom died. It started it all. Speaking of 30, 30, and die. I don't know if she's 30. Probably not, right? Yeah. I mean, no, she, she was? was. No, I mean, she lived to be over 30. Oh. She was like no, in her. I know, I did. 40? She was in her 40s? Okay. Maybe. Don't ask me. I don't even know how old I am. <laughs> how old are you in 2009? <laughs> um. <laughs> crap. 20, 20, 2009. Mm-hmm. So math and subtraction would make it. <laughs> I was 14. 15. 14, 15. Okay, that sounds right, because I was 18. I know I was a freshman in high school in 2009. Okay. So for at least part of it. I was a junior. Going, nice. It would go into my senior year. Okay, so that would make sense. Because yes. age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Some three years. We're three years apart. Mm-hmm. So that would make us, I was between 8th and ninth grade. And my mom was alive. Still is. I mean, she was at some point of the year. Technicalities. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a big one. It's going to be hard to talk. Um, I went to Disney in 2009. A little easier. A little easier, yeah. Let me... This this um, status is specifically for my sister. Okay. Um, at the Rainforest Cafe, underneath some psychedelic shrooms and such. 
And I have one more thing. I live for the weekends because of school. But then again, I work all weekend. So I have nothing to live for. Until I came along. I wasn't working at the movie theater yet. <laughs> nope, but I was. So your reason to live was coming in hot. So as I was coming in hot in 2009, I didn't have any social media. I've said this a hundred times. My mom was going to, you know, just worry all day that I was going to be on to catch a predator. So... I don't have any fun posts, but just to give you a snapshot of who I was as a person, pretty bad. Um, I was, like I said, a freshman in high school, or eighth grade freshman in high school, that kind of age range. Emo kid, in my peak emo-ness. Mm. My favorite outfit was, I had, because my mom wouldn't let me dress like a straight up like emo kid. I wasn't allowed to have trip pants. I wasn't a fan. I, I don't know if I was. <laughs> But it was just like part of the uniform. And I wanted to wear the uniform. And my mom said, I don't know, she probably thought they were demonic or something. So I wasn't allowed to have them. So I would go to like, I don't know, JCPenney and stuff and get the closest stuff that I could find. And my favorite outfit was a pair of like camo cargo shorts. <laughs> yep, pretty bad. And a vintage Schoolhouse Rock t-shirt. Course, that's hardcore. Chuck Taylor's. Yeah, I was really hardcore. So, but that's Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. Cargo <laughs> shorts, black skinny jeans. I also had a pair of purple skinny jeans. Eggplant Ooh. was the color in the catalog. I miss catalogs. Anyways. Sears, remember those days? Oh my god, those big honking ones they sent oh, you at yeah. Christmas. That you were know like... Sears catalogs, the old ones sold houses? No. Yes. Old Sears catalog sold houses. And this housing market hit me up. Give me a Sears catalog. I was the opposite of that in high school. Um, I wanted to be like the cool kids with their Abercrombie and Fitch and the Hollister. You were a prep. Yeah, we were on opposite sides. We were. We We were. were. I mean, I dated people that were. Fun fact, I dated a Stephen King. Did he dress? Not the author. Like, I mean... (laughs) I would hope not. He's happily married. <laughs> and like three times our age. Um, I don't need to know the exact years to know that that wouldn't be cool. <laughs> Did he dress like an emo kid? Yeah. Oh, cool. I mean, at least he was on brand. Yeah. Shout out fake Stephen King. If he's a writer, that's hilarious. I didn't. It, was, it wasn't a very long, long-winded thing. None of them were. No. Mine weren't, and I was a late bloomer when it came to dating, so I didn't have a lot of long-term relationships. But all the guys I liked were, like, uh, emo kids and grungy-looking and looked like they just rolled out of, like, 1996. And all the guys I ended up dating were the opposite of that. So it was kind of like the opposite of what like what you were doing. Here's, here's the thing. I, d- I don't know if I had, like, a taste in a specific taste because if you look back at all of the guys that I had dated, it doesn't make sense. It is a, it is quite an amalgamation. You're right. <laughs> I had a taste for sure, and it was it was like an emo kid. It was like a you know musician, long hair, kind of looked like they rolled out of a dumpster, and that carried on until until when I met Justin and got with him and asked my parents like, well, "Do you like him?" After they met him, and it became clear that it was kind of serious. And they said yes. And my dad said he seems like well-groomed. And uh, at first I thought that was stupid, but then I thought back to the guys that I had brought home previously, and I was like, you know what, fair. Bet. That makes sense. Yeah. So, 
that's what I was doing in 2009, just forming a terrible, not like being emo is a terrible taste. My taste in men was terrible. I mean, separate I of their also style. had terrible taste in men. Yeah. I mean, not, not, not all of them. No, I, I had, there were some good ones, but I was starting that phase and I was, so that's what I was doing in 2009. Just give you a snapshot of who I was before I met my lovely wife. Courtney. The opposite. This is 30, Dirty, and Dying, a new podcast where we are having all the conversations you're probably having too, mixed in with a ton of dark humor. So keep on listening and then continue the conversations with us on social media at 30DirtyAndDying. Now let's get back to the show. And I was also having sleep disturbances and nightmares pretty much my whole life. <clears throat> but I think my first uh, tangible round with sleep paralysis came around then. When I was like going into high school, I remember having some really bad nightmares that were different and the sleep paralysis thing was starting. I didn't know it was sleep paralysis. I didn't know that's what it was because nobody ever, I never heard of it before. So I didn't know that's what was happening, but that was my first brush with it. I couldn't tell you. Like it wasn't that young. Huh. So it was more recent. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, I, I looked some stuff up. Um, about sleep paralysis just just for like a baseline in case somebody's not you know abreast of the situation or you're lucky enough to have never had it which congrats but sleep paralysis is defined by the sleep foundation as a temporary inability to move and it usually occurs either right after falling asleep or right like as you're waking up and if you're experiencing it you are aware during the episodes and sometimes they have you have hallucinations and sensory issues like senses of like suffocating is a big mm-hmm. one. So those are like the hallmarks of it, and they involve elements of sleep and wakefulness, which is part of why they're so scary because it's like it's hard to tell if you're asleep mm-hmm. or awake while it's happening. So when you do see things or hear things potentially, it's like harder to know if it's real or not what sleep paralysis is i have had a long journey with it courtney a shorter one but we've had it and i just want to talk about it today get a little dark get a little spooky since i have a, a shorter do you want me to start sure that Go way tell have... me about your sleep demons well there's two specific ones Ooh. i have two two different ones the one that like crouches in the closet it's like this tall manly-ish kind of figure. Okay. Like, he's, like, lanky, but, like, I know it's a man for some reason. I don't know why. You, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, but, like, it, it's in my closet. It's the closet guy. Okay. That's what I, what I think of him as. And then the other one is, like, this woman, cloaked woman, with, like, children. She has children with she her? She has children with her, and the children is what comes to me. Which is probably why I don't it's like so kids. <laughs> Screw the cloak. Those kids. Are the kids. Scary. Are the kids in cloaks? Like Every, black-eyed children? Or oh, like the shadow figures? The shadow figures. Ah. Gotcha. So like both of these things, like demons, are like shadow figures. Like I can see the shadow of what they are, but like it's not. Yeah, totally. So when you, so when did you start, like when's your first, um, I don't know if memory is the right word, but like recollection of having an experience like a sleep paralysis? Um, I feel like it's been more since I moved into my house. And you just said a couple episodes ago that it wasn't haunted. No way it's haunted. It was only built in 2011. Oh my god, nobody gets haunted. Or it could be Tales 1. Unsure. 
still you were pretty confident that there were I mean, no ghosts there was also a time where i had like i would back when i worked at the college the mm-hmm. community college i would take naps in my car right so there was one time specifically that i couldn't get up mm-hmm. like i couldn't like i don't it wasn't like a sleep paralysis demon necessarily but like i just couldn't it like physical. I, couldn't, I, I couldn't move like, I remember feeling like I couldn't move, and I heard my sister, huh. and that's what woke me up. But my sister wasn't there. Right, because you were in your car because I was on a car, break. On a break, yeah. So, yeah, that's, sleep paralysis isn't just, like, I think sometimes when we, the people who aren't as aware of sleep paralysis, or if they have, like, a one specific experience that they have, it's like, they think it's just that. Like, you're just in bed, you can't move, and you see shadows. And sometimes it's that, but it can be auditory hallucinations, mm-hmm. it can be different visual ones, it can happen in different places, or, like, I don't have as many um, hallucinations anymore when it happens, but I'm still very aware of the fact that I am in sleep paralysis, and that is terrifying. Yeah. Because all I'm doing is trying to get out of it. And you can't. Yeah, you literally can't. So even though I don't have some of the hallucination stuff anymore, mm-hmm. I still struggle with it. Because the sensation itself is scary. Yeah, like you physically cannot move. Yeah. It's that's, awful. Yeah, that's, it's all, so like, the, the car thing was, I mean, anywhere between 2015 and 19. Okay. So, I mean, there have been times where like, I see in my sleep, like, there's one time before we live in the house we live in right now, mm-hmm. I dreamt, like, I dream about spiders a lot, because I have like, arachnophobia, like, I hate spiders. Why I cannot couldn't do it. we follow the butterflies? <laughs> oh, that's is that a reference from Harry Potter? Oh, oh. from Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I like I was sleeping and I saw spot like the spider that was like coming towards me in bed, and like I was sleeping, but like Mike was still up, and like I like in my sleep pointed to like the ceiling, and him talking to me kind of like brought me out of it. Yeah, but he was like, "What are you? What?" Are, I was like, "There's a spider. Like, there's a spider right there." And he, yeah. So like that type of thing happens too where like I see things so but, like but I can still move yeah I um I've had I've had instances like that more recently it's like I'll still be in whatever dream I'm having mm-hmm. and I'll start to realize that I'm probably dreaming because whatever's happening gets weird and I try to wake myself up because if you've ever um dealt with anything like lucid dreaming or anything like that they're kind of like markers they give you on how to realize that you're dreaming like one thing is to look in a mirror and in your dream like while you're dreaming and if you don't look like yourself fully or if you look a little like picasso funhousey then your brain will realize that this isn't real another one is to look down at your feet because apparently you won't be able to see them Hmm. uh and then another one is to try and read stuff so like if there's like a cereal box like pick it up and try to read it uh, I don't know how foolproof these things are, but I, I try to do them. I don't have dreams that I can do any of those things. <laughs> I, I I feel like because I've had sleep issues for so long and for mm-hmm. so much of my life, I've gotten a little bit more conscious when mm-hmm. I'm dreaming. Uh, so I do kind of, whatever there, whatever information is actually plausible does stick somewhere in the back of my brain. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll do those things. And I'll be like, okay, I'm dreaming, but I can't wake up. So I'll be in sleep paralysis, but inside, I'm still like visualizing everything from the dream, but I know that I'm trying to wake my body up and I can't. Mm -hmm. And I've had that go on for like hours, apparently. And it's awful. 
I don't know how long it's happening for. Like, Mike says that I, like, moan in my sleep. Mm-hmm. And I don't... It's not all sleep paralysis. Like, I just make noises, apparently, when yeah. I'm sleeping. Which is... It more so happens when I'm on my back. But, like, the other night, like, when I, I for real, had, like, the sleep paralysis happen, he said that the moan was really bad that night. And I was like, okay, I'm probably trying to get you to wake me up. Yeah. So you should probably try and wake me up. Yeah. <laughs> totally. But he was like, well, I don't want to wake you up. Please. Yeah. Please wake me up. I remember. So <laughs> I'll get into my, like I said, I've, I've had issues with sleep my pretty much my whole life mm-hmm. uh, from really bad nightmare. I don't know if I've ever crossed into like night terror territory, but I've had really, really bad and visual nightmares. Um, and then I've also had a lot of issues with insomnia. Like, I grind my teeth. Uh, it's gone back and forth, but I, I have a mouth guard that I wear more often than not. And I did, I was really bad when I was a kid. And now I snore, you know, it is what it is. But sleep disturbances actually aren't that uncommon for certain mental stuff. Um, apparently it's like a hallmark of kids who have been abused and I had some abuse stuff as a kid, not by my parents, other stuff. But looking back, it's like, oh, so I've just been a wreck <laughs> since like 97. Um, but the sleep paralysis has definitely been part of that. And when I was at the height of my issues with PTSD before I was diagnosed, so around 2014, I was having some of the worst sleep paralysis of my life on a nightly anytime I fell asleep anywhere I had it uh and it was really it was mixed in with really terrible nightmares some flashback type stuff but my big one was I would be laying in bed I lived in this apartment that had bad vibes to be honest and I lived there alone and I wasn't supposed to live there alone some stuff happened and I ended up living there alone, which I think was one of the worst things that could have happened. Give, I mean, I didn't know I was going to have a mental breakdown, but, you know, fun surprise, I did. Uh, and I always say when it came to why I think for me my PTSD got so bad at that point was I wasn't sleeping. And it's because I was afraid to go to sleep. Like, that's how bad the nightmares and the subsequent sleep paralysis was. So the big one would be I'd be laying in my bed. In that apartment, my bed was like facing directly towards the door mm-hmm. to my room. And you could kind of like barely see out into the main living area. And I slept with my door closed more often than I didn't because I was afraid. Um, so I would be like waking, sleep, whatever, sleep paralysising. That's not a word. It is now. <laughs> it is now. Uh, and this image, this person would open the door and kind of start to come in and they would be wearing a cloak a big honking one like grim reaper Mm. cloak and the thing about the dream was it was i I call it a dream because i don't know what else to call it but that figure right i could not see their face ever but i knew it was there and i knew like how you said earlier about the closet guy Mm -hmm. i knew it was a man yeah. I knew there was a man under that cloak, but I just didn't know what it was or who it was or anything. And he would just like inch closer and closer and closer to the bed 
there was about, I don't know, I'll say, I'll say five to seven feet. No, five to six feet of space between the doorway to my bedroom in that house and the foot of my bed. And he would just, he wouldn't say anything. There wouldn't be any, any kids or crows or bugs or anything like that. It was just this dude just coming closer. And I could hear him breathing. And I'd be like, as he got closer, like not immediately, but as he got closer, I could hear him breathing and that would get me even more scared. And I'd be trying to say, who are you? What do you want? What is this? Sometimes, other times I'd just be trying to be really quiet and wake up. And he just would never say anything. But there were times as he'd get closer, like foot of the bed, but not close to my actual body yet. Even though I couldn't see his face, it's like when I'd ask, who are you? I like could feel these energy change of like he's smiling. Yeah. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. I'm sorry. I hate that. <laughs> well, that happened to me every day for like a year. Ugh. And before. This was not the first time I saw this figure. I saw him back in when I was in high school, a little bit time before that, like, but not as frequently. Mm-hmm. It only happened once in a blue moon that I would see this thing. Like I remember one time in my childhood home, I, my bedroom was in the basement when I was in high school. And I was sleeping and you like came down the basement stairs and there was like a little area where the bathroom was, the laundry room. And then you came into the main area and my bed was right there. And I like felt him coming down the stairs mm-hmm. and then turn that corner. And then I just saw the cloaked head poke around. And so like, it's not peek-a-boo. the- Peekaboo. Yeah, peekaboo. <laughs> I see you. It was terrible. <laughs> But, like, I had a really bad time with it, especially, like I said, in that 2014 range. And I would, I would try to scream. I would, like, hurt, my throat would hurt when I would get up. I would be trying to scream so much. And there were times, because your whole body is, like, tensing up. Yeah. Like, all your muscles and you're rigid and you're trying mm-hmm. to move any muscle that you can. Whether you're just trying to wake yourself up or, like, if you're in bed with someone. Like, I had a boyfriend and I there sometimes I'd be trying to like maybe if I fling my arm he'll wake up yeah (laughs) or wake me up so you're trying to do things like that and there were times I don't know if it's when someone was there or not but I would wake up when I would actually like come out of it I would just like jump out of bed because all my muscles were so tense and I'd be like on the floor like I'd wake up on the floor because I had so much like pent up in my muscles that when I finally could use them, I just went popped out of bed like a jack in the box. It was awful. Um, but yeah, so I learned later that that specific thing went directly back to some of the things that I was dealing with in terms of PTSD. It's not very uncommon to have nightmares, flashbacks, and mine just got super creative. And uh, the thing that I had to do, I, it's hard to explain this. Like, I felt like I had to do this. Mm-hmm. Once I kind of realized why I was having such a hard time and why I was having, like, a breakdown, I was like, I need to finish the dream. Okay. Like, I needed to stay asleep because I thought if I don't freak out and I don't wake up, maybe I'll see who it is. Yeah. And maybe that'll help me. And I've said before, I don't feel like I had a repressed memory. I I genuinely didn't. 
but I had some some mental blocks that I just couldn't get past in the daylight. And this might sound stupid to some, and maybe it is, I don't fucking know, but I did it. I saved sleep. I finished the dream. What happened? The cloak came off. I saw a face. Jesus? No. <laughs> is it me, Jesus? Surprise. Surprisingly not. Um, I saw a face that uh, made sense. Okay. And was like, yep, it's that. I I said when we had our first mental health episode that there was always like a door in my brain of like, don't open it. I know what's in there. Don't open it. It was equivalent to me opening the door. Now, I've had sleep paralysis since. I've never seen that figure again. That gave me chills, too. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm not saying. It could all be in my head. It could all be a, you know, I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, but I've never seen that cloaked figure, that same thing since. I've had sleep paralysis. I've had hallucinations. I've seen some creepy stuff. Never that same thing and never that same exact feeling. Interesting. Now, right after that, of course, I went to therapy. I did all the stuff. So I'm not saying like, just finish the dream and you'll be a-okay. That's not what I mean. (laughs) I'm just saying, I think it had, I think that specific instance of sleep paralysis for me had a lot more to do with my mental health battles Mm -hmm. than some of the ones that have come since. I think now I'm just, I think I'm going to have sleep problems for the rest of my life. (laughs) So. Now I'm curious, like, I wouldn't necessarily say that I have, like, like, real, not that my trauma is not. You do. But not that would cause me sleep paralysis. I didn't think I had trauma at all. You know? And then I did. Like, some of the stuff that I... Well, like I said, I knew that happened to me. But, like, when I went to therapy and they were like, Okay, so tell me about your trauma. And I talked about that. And they were like, What else happened? And I explained other things about my childhood that I thought were totally fine and normal. And they're like, No, that's like a 10 on the trauma scale. So, I don't know. I don't always think that it means, like, mine was probably a little bit more direct just because of what was happening to me mentally. Like, I cannot stress enough how in a terrible place I was mm-hmm. and how I wasn't sleeping. I was afraid to go to sleep. I was hallucinating in the daylight, too. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a horror film, straight up. I mean, I, I won't lie. I was hallucinating in the daylight. I was having trouble sleeping. I, I've never had any kind of addiction, but... I will say that there were times I feel like I was abusing alcohol just to go to sleep mm-hmm. because I couldn't fall asleep on my own because I was so scared, not just of that sleep paralysis, but everything else. Yeah. So I was the closest to codependent I'd ever been because I was, like I said, I had a boyfriend and sometimes if I slept in the same area as someone else, it wouldn't be that bad. So I would spend a ton of time with him and sleep over all the time because I was couldn't go to sleep any other way. Um, and when I would try to go to sleep, I would drink because I'm a sleepy drunk. And it literally wasn't a, like, let me drown my sorrows. I just wanted to go to bed, dude. And maybe not have nightmares. <laughs> so I can't stress enough, like, how bad of a place I was in. Um, and not sleeping will really mess you up. Yeah. Even if you don't have a mental illness. Like, things start to deteriorate in there. So I feel like stuff can be directly related to mental health and trauma without being that, like, on the nose. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of times it is probably way more subtle. I was just at the end of the rope. 
I feel like I have more nightmares than I do, like, sleep paralysis. Oh, yeah. Like, I still, like, I dream all the time that I'm at my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she had a creepy uh, attic. Yeah, I never liked going upstairs in that house. Yeah. So, like, I, now all of my nightmares are, like, I'm at grandma's and, like, there's just demons and ghosts up in the attic. And, like, Sick. I had, the, like, when I still lived with her, mm-hmm. like, there, I had this one, like, really vivid, like, nightmare. The attic door wasn't all the way closed. Hmm. And something just, like, came swooping through into my bedroom. And, like, see? Yeah. Look at my goosebumps. Yeah. It's giving me, I got, like, a little, like, a chill. It, it was, like, I, to, like, to this day, I still dream. So that, I feel like, bring, so a lot of people think that sleep paralysis is more than just a, a sleep disorder mm-hmm. or disturbance or I don't know, whatever. They think it is like a, when you're in that place between sleep and awake, that, that level of consciousness, that it opens you up to more than our realm. Yeah, realm. I don't know. So some people think that we really are seeing spirits or imprints of spirits, demons, etc. Give me thoughts. What do you think? I think that's a possibility. Yeah. So what? Who's the closet guy then? Do you think like any of yours are that, or do you think they're all just in your own brain? He never comes out of the closet. No, he just stays in there. He just stays in the closet. He so never comes out. Don't He's just move. staring at me. Well, no, 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 no. The kids do. The kid. Oh, that's right. The kids. Yeah. Move. So like he the doesn't. woman sometimes comes a little bit closer, but it's normally the kids. But like closet guy stays in the closet and just stares. Some hater is gonna be like, that's. Your internal clock telling you to have children. No, it's my my mind saying, no, you don't want children. Don't do it. This is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know. I guess, because like I said, my the only really specific one that I have, I feel like I can trace directly back to, is all up here in my own noggin. I, I have no idea. Nothing, nothing going on up here. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think it's impossible. Especially if you're, like, I, I feel like just your story about, like, the your grandma's house mm-hmm. is the best example I could think of for, like, maybe it is something... Something in between, like, realms um, of... Ghosty ghost. Ghost. Insidious. Hmm. I, it's great, but I don't want to do it. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's interesting to me, too, that so many... Because I love horror. I write horror. Uh, I'm writing something right now that is like loosely based off of my experience with sleep paralysis actually. So it is interesting to me how much of horror is about like sleep and nightmares Mm -hmm. and stuff because it does feel like that's a time that's vulnerable. Because you you can't do anything. Yeah. If someone comes into your home while you're sleeping and murders you in your bed, you can't stop it. Yeah. Or like your dreams are always so like I, you know, just, like, ethereal and weird. I have a lot of weird dreams. I had a dream the other night that Mike was pregnant. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just weird thing. I dream about Twisters a lot. I think it's because I want to be a Storm Chaser. Because of the movie Twister. Oh, it's best. not because you want to be the Storm Chaser. It's because of the movie Twister. Same thing. It's just one and a half dozen of another. One and a half dozen of another? <laughs> Is that what you just said? I know what the actual phrase is, but my grandma always said, grandma said one and a half dozen of another, and just I just went with it. All right. So I've never heard that. For though. my grandma. It's uh, one, six dozen of another. I don't know. Math. 
Thwarts us again. There's a, it's an actual phrase. I've never heard that in my life, but... If you're listening to 30, Dirty, and Dying, where we might not be flirty or thriving, but we're 30 and trying, keep listening and check out all our episodes on life, love, death, and more. No, I have a lot of nightmares and stuff, and like I said, I've had... I, the most recent sleep paralysis where I saw something that I can remember was... Um, house we lived in before we moved here I was laying in bed and I fell asleep and I was like our bed was straight out and then I had like a vanity and in the chair of the vanity was this like blue guy yay um but he kind of looked like the blue eagle muppet guy but like scary and he was just sitting there staring at me and it was disconcerting but it was no cloaked guy. So I, they do change. To my one and a half dozen of another, it's six of one, half a dozen of another. Meaning two alternatives are equivalent. Because six of one and a half a dozen are the same thing. So as you've kind of, has sleep paralysis for you gotten worse as you've continued Aged. to have it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, really, like has age made it worse? Yeah, I feel like. So do you attribute it to the house or just you? aging um i mean it could be me aging it could have been like the medicine that i'm on it could be that's true too things because i know the like making noises and moaning in my sleep started happening when i was on steroids Mm. and that's when i stopped being able to sleep well yeah medicine makes a big difference like uh when i had it again when i saw the blue dude Mm -hmm. uh i was on a i was on an asthma medicine that i had hadn't been on for years and years but apparently now it's got like a really big psychiatric warning if you have pre-existing conditions and I do so I I went on a little fun roller coaster there and so that could be related to that I don't know but is there anything you've done that's like helped no no I haven't tried anything that fair so I've heard that things you can do is is falling asleep on your back is like no bueno I don't I don't, I always, like, fall asleep on one of my two sides. Do you end up on your back? Yeah. And sometimes I will fall asleep on my back or wait, like, I, it's one or the other. Fall asleep or wake up on my back. But apparently that is not good mm-hmm. for sleep paralysis. I don't know. Also, yeah, then all you're the blue, on your back, like, like a corpse ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, all the blue light and screens and I noise used to, stuff. Well, here's the thing. I used to always fall asleep with the TV on. Like, I always had the TV on when I fell asleep. I really? didn't. Yes. And it just, like, stayed on all night. But we stopped doing that. And it got worse? Yes. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, I really never watched TV in bed until recently. But I almost never fall asleep with it on. So I don't know. I mean, I don't now. But, like, we but always... it's worse. Yeah. Huh. That's weird. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. I mean, we... Like, you TikTok and go to bed. Yeah. We call it TikTok time. Yeah, so, like, all of my TikTok, like, he saves all the TikToks that I send him. And then, like, I'll cuddle up to him and we'll just watch the TikToks I sent him together. And then I'll watch my separate ones. Why am I so jealous right now? That sounds amazing. <laughs> Justin never goes to sleep. He sleeps because he's on. Never? <laughs> I have a lot of nights like that. Yeah. But when we do... And then, but eh, we don't have these cute moments. I don't want cute TikTok moments. I want to propose TikTok time. 
Yeah, do it. I love my TikTok time. I'm going to propose it. We'll see. Stay tuned for updates. Not proposing, though. Just proposing to No, I don't want to get married. Yep. That's a whole other episode. I don't know. How do we wrap up sleep paralysis? If, if you've had sleep paralysis, comment it. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious if other people... I mean, I know other people experience it, but like, I'm, I'm curious at what level what they levels. experience it. If, Is it just like constant nightmares? Is it you physically can't like get up like you're screaming but you can't like make a noise is it yeah seeing things that's not there yeah i'd be interested i feel like like there's so many different levels of it definitely and like if you are seeing things do you think that they're really there do you think that they're in your own mind same thing with hearing things i haven't had as many i haven't heard i never hear except for your sister except for my sister yeah that gives me goosebumps too it does because like i could i physically could not move and her voice saying Courtney woke snap me out of it and I couldn't do anything. That's so interesting because I wonder if it was just like your own brain like using something that they know is like comforting and safe for you to try and help. Oh, sissy's comforting and safe. Sissy saves the day again. Or if spooky things. I don't know. I'm not a ghostbuster. I could like I could be a storm chaser, but also a ghostbuster. Well, you heard her. I mean, make sure you comment and subscribe and give us ratings so that Courtney can be a <laughs> twister buster <laughs> or whatever she wants to do with her life. We don't, I don't know. want to do anything with my life. I don't know. I just want to go to bed. I just I'm. Like, I, every time I say I'm in, midlife, I'm in a midlife crisis, they're just like, you're not at your midlife yet. I was like, if I make it to 60, that's good. First of all, nobody knows that. I could be, I could have been in my midlife crisis 10 years ago. Yeah. You know? You don't know. I was like, I'm not making it sick. I'm not going to make it that I feel long. like 60 is the new 90 for I, me. I, there's no way I'm making it to 80. Yeah, there's no know. way. The genes aren't in, in order for that. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I'm, I am curious to see if other people have similar sleep paralysis experiences to us, how much they go with, like, mother's childhood. Yeah, if you have mental health issues and you feel like they've directly correlated or not. Um, are they like me and I have no idea? Yeah, like, are they symptoms? Are they just things that you deal with that you don't quite understand? Do you have others? Like, I have a, I have a whole list of sleep disturbances and sleep uh, disorders that... I don't know how much they weave together, but I would reckon some. So it's like, I'd be curious to see what other people think out there. Yeah. If they have sleep paralysis. Or if you haven't. You're lucky. You want to trade lives? Yeah. You want to do a Freaky Friday? Because, like, please, I just want to go to bed for one night and not have anything weird happen. The first time I slept well in a long time was when I went to my conference, like, a couple weeks ago. And I was in a hotel room by myself. And I'm just, Mike's not there to snore. The cats aren't there to wake me up. And I just slept. I don't remember the I last was, time. I, when my alarm went off, like, I was out of it because I, I didn't wake up in the middle of the night. And I had no idea what had happened. Wow. And I'm just like, wow, is this what normalcy is? Because, like, even when I get, like, through, this, through sleep really well and not wake up during the night or whatever, I still feel like I don't get good sleep and I still feel like I'm jacked because... I do have other things that happen throughout the night. I grab yeah. my teeth. I snore. Even when everything goes according accordingly, it's like I'm so tired that it doesn't even feel like I slept well because I'm so exhausted. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm always tired, but that's just because I'm anemic. I'm just dead inside. Well, have a great day. Or, or night. Or death. Or life. Whatever you choose. We hope you live. Yes. At least until next week for another episode. <laughs> we'll be back. Talk about other fun stuff. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Twister Buster. Twister Buster. Twister Buster. Signing off. Bye.